0: Today, the Howard Stern Show gets a very special
1: treat. Oh, yeah, great. Oh, my God, that's a treat. As
0: seven-time Grammy winners Coldplay perform live from the Apollo.
1: What are you, kidding me? Unbelievable. Oh, that's so good. Oh, I'm come right now. It's incredible radio only on the Howard Stern Show. Another highlight.
2: Great mix.
1: Yeah. We're a full service show. <laughs> we uh very professional show. We 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 can mash up songs as good as anyone. Here we go. Hey uh, now. Little Rob Zombie and Coldplay. Uh, yeah, looking forward to those guys. Um, a couple of years ago, I got to interview Chris Martin, lead singer, songwriter of Coldplay, uh, guitar player and keyboard player, and, uh, you know, had a nice conversation, but I haven't seen him in a while, and they came out with a new album, and... The boys are going to be uh, doing a Sirius XM concert from the Apollo Theater. And musicians really love playing the Apollo because of the rich history of uh, artists in uh, Harlem playing that uh, Apollo Theater. So anyway, that's how that all it's came not about. No
2: acoustics, no great acoustics there.
1: No, I think that's where a lot of struggle occurred. And artists like struggle. Do you know what I'm saying, Robert. I don't think that explain no, the whole. It's
2: iconic. A lot of famous and incredible yeah. performers have been on that stage.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. right before I was on the Ed Sullivan show for my first appearance, I warmed up at the Apollo and <laughs> I went over an entire black audience. It was awesome. Uh,
3: yeah,
1: that's my story. You see, that was the big thing. It, it was known that the Harlem Apollo Theater audiences were the toughest audiences especially for white people. And then no, you they were go tough on. on
2: everybody. They wanted good entertainment. They got out of the house to go see somebody perform. That wasn't an all-the-time thing. So you better be good. Don't bring your garbage here.
1: And the uh, audience would um, boo you quickly if you were, if you sucked, and then the guy would literally come out with a hook, I think, and hook you right off yeah, the Yeah, yeah,
2: drag you off.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway, it's Coldplay's first full performance since the pandemic and the first time playing at the Apollo. And anyway, they're gonna do a couple of songs for us. And we'll see how all that goes. I suspect it'll be awesome. So I didn't know they had
2: seven Grammys. How impressive.
1: Seven Grammys? How many do you have?
2: I have exactly. zero.
1: Right. <laughs> Hi Tracy, good morning. You're on in New York. I got a lot to get to, but uh, our listeners come first. I see a few people are on the line and they need me. Yes, Tracy.
3: Okay. Good morning. How are good you? Good morning.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm a
3: awesome. long, I'm a long <laughs> time fan listener. But yesterday, I have to say, I felt really bad for Gary. I feel like, you know, <laughs> he works really hard for you. And how do you know that? The guy has a, no. Well, I mean, really, guess.
1: how do you know that? I mean, I I, I hear what you're saying and probably... Do you
2: have evidence for us? <laughs>
1: yeah. How do you have evidence that Gary works really... Well, hard? I mean, Gary says he works on. really hard for me. What?
3: Well, you got Coldplay coming on. He books you good gas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, you know, I worry about you. Like, I worry, like...
1: That I'm going to hell?
3: Pandemic is real... What? Not that your I'm going health, to... Your mental health. Oh. No, I worry about you. <laughs> No, no, in I fact, uh,
1: yeah. I had the psychiatrist yesterday. He talked me down pretty good. He took me from about 100 to 50 if I was to what evaluate What was going on that you were at 100? I was super angry. Uh, I wasn't even aware of it until I started talking to him, and I realized really? I'm fucking pissed Just some, off.
2: Like, seething anger. You, yeah. did, you weren't even aware you were
1: I was pissed off around. about getting older. I was pissed off about everything.
2: Well, what are you going to do about that?
1: Is there a cure? <laughs> yeah, there is. You got to accept it. Ah, you, you know who has the hardest time getting old? Who? Narcissists.
3: Me. My mother. <laughs> you,
1: yeah, well, your mother's a narcissist <laughs> like me. People who uh, are narcissists uh, have the hardest time yeah, getting old because we want perfection. And it set me off. I was uh, looking at a picture of me from about 15 years ago. I think Beth took it. I was, uh, I just finished running and I was in my running shorts, I had my shirt off, my feet were up on my desk. And so all I had on was my short shorts, my running short shorts. And
2: and your feet all... were on the desk?
1: Yeah. And so all you could see my entire body except for, you know, my penile and my penile area. And uh, I was looking at myself and I go, man, I look good. You know, I had the abs. I had, uh, I had, I had it going on and then I started getting upset with how I look now and body and aging and the whole fucking deal and issues all the time having to go to the doctor I, I i don't like any of it and i'm fighting it and that's what that's what assholes do you know like uh, Fuck if, you. if you have that affliction
2: well then everybody must be a narcissist i haven't heard anybody no. raving about it
1: no not everyone is a narcissist i'll tell you who isn't a narcissist <laughs> jane fonda <laughs> Jane Fonda. Um, Are you kidding me? Hold on. What are you jumping down my throat here? I'm trying to get something going.
2: I'm trying to tell you something. Explain to me how she's not a narcissist.
1: I had a wonderful conversation with her. And I was talking to her about this subject, about aging, because she's in her 80s. And I said, God, aren't you angry? I mean, you were the exercise woman, and you could twist, and you could turn, and you could do this and that. And she said to me, you know, I don't look at life like that. I look at what I can do now. She goes, look at how I, how I can turn my neck and look at how I can turn my head and look at how I can do this and twist my body this way. She said, I just am grateful for what I can do. And I said, now there's a healthy woman.
2: Well, because... can I ask a question and and don't jump down my throat if,
1: if Go ahead I do. No, I'll jump right down that throat. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: What's with all the plastic surgery?
1: All right, look, a lot of women You know, not everyone's as blessed as you. This woman looks young, Robin. Uh, I'm talking about she didn't have to do any work. You should see her.
2: I should do some work.
1: (laughs) You don't need work. You look very young. Your face is young. You don't have a wrinkle.
3: You look great,
1: Robin. Yeah. 99% of the the women aren't blessed like Robin. (laughs) All right. All right.
3: My mother's she's 89 years old. She
1: no, you're right, Robin. There's a lot of behaviors of women in Hollywood that are narcissistic, obviously. But but I'm saying there's the, 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 I'm showing you this is a sign of health when someone can say I'm grateful for what I can do as opposed to what my body doesn't do now. And so but I yeah, think you...
2: there's a little bit of a denial that she's handling everything so well because she's not accepting all of it.
1: No, she's she's together. I'm telling you. All right. Yeah.
2: I just see what I see. I don't know.
1: I know what I see. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> That's what I see. OJ. <laughs> I see OJ. <laughs> he's looking real scared. <laughs> uh anyway, Tracy, to answer your question about yesterday's show,
3: mm-hmm. I believe
1: I believe you're right that uh I was having a perfectly reasonable conversation with Gary. And then Michael Rappaport called in. And he started be- he started beating up Gary really, really badly on yesterday's show. And I, you know, I think it just appeared to be like a pile on. So, you know what I mean? So, I think I, I probably should have said to Michael, maybe not now. Because I've just, you know, talked to Gary. Yeah. And now yeah. you're piling you know, in there.
2: I got I a little bit itchy when that started to happen too it was sort of yeah. like
1: we can do this but you shouldn't do this <laughs> yeah or you should do it di- at a different time than when i'm doing it let's put a rule right. into well the not
2: fight. now like you shouldn't be here now while this is going on because it's already taken care of gary's being
1: yeah, i've already i've already um whipped gary into shape i don't need you to jump in there <laughs>
3: Yeah. Let me tell he you, Michael report he's he's
1: crazy. Yeah, like, after yesterday's show, uh, Gary was working very hard. I saw it had a big effect on my. <laughs> Did it? That, it, he, it had an effect. Yeah. Put a anything. little big, put, put a little pep in his step.
2: <laughs> At six o'clock last night, he was still yeah. texting. <laughs>
1: yeah, he was hunting down guests. He booked oh, Jesus Christ. God. He got so motivated. Oh
2: my goodness.
1: No, Gary, Gary's my man. He doesn't have to worry about it. You know.
3: All right. Yeah, right. But, and you take care of yourself. You got to, you know.
1: I you am. I'm to, at the shrink. I,
3: okay, but I, you know, I worry about. Listen, I'm all for vaccinations. I'm all for social distancing. I wear my mask. But honestly, I don't think this is ever going away. And I think that somehow we're going to have to learn to live with it. And. If it, yes. you, you know, if you're vaccinated and you're at, you know, keeping you out of the hospital, it, it's going to wind up being like the flu. You're going to have to get vaccinated every year and you can't hold yourself up in your house forever. Well, I
1: can actually. She I'm very happy be being <laughs> I'm very happy being in the house. I'm not complaining about it. My wife had to go into the city yesterday and I critiqued her entire day where she wore. Sometimes she's wearing the mask. Sometimes she wasn't. I was like. Honey.
2: How did you know when she was wearing and not wearing the mask?
1: She reported to me her entire day, and then I evaluated it for her. Ah, she told yeah. you. Yeah. Well, first of all, because sometimes uh, Beth's like, yep, I had." she had a doctor appointment for a checkup, and she went, and she goes, I wore a mask the whole time, and I didn't, you know, she was having difficulty with the mask, and she even said to the nurse, do I need to wear the mask because you guys are all wearing masks? And she goes, you know what? I think you should wear it. And, uh... That was good advice. But then uh, then she was uh, in a car, and then they weren't wearing masks. And then I, so I was like, uh. yeah, you see? So I, I became critical. Well, I became critical after I banged her. First I banged her, and then I became <laughs> First critical.
2: you got that out of the way. But the, and that was, doesn't make any sense at all. Because if, I, she, if you're thinking she's I exposed. Know.
1: When it comes to banging, I don't make any sense. <laughs> no. She was gone all day and I took my walk by myself. Well, not by myself. I called my daughter and we talked for an hour. She, I need someone to talk to me during my walk. I need a (laughs) constant babysitter. So, uh, but I, to me, that was walking by myself. I took a walk and I was lonely and then Beth came home and I said, that's it. I'm banging you. And that's how I, that's my romance. And, uh,
2: Uh That, that really, uh, turns a woman
1: on. <laughs> yeah. And I gave, I gave it to her very, very well. I thought, I thought I did a really good performance. But, uh, did she
2: evaluate you?
1: <laughs> no, but I think she was, she, she told me this morning that I was all charged up. Like I was very, oh, very, okay. I was oh, very that focused. Might mean something. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, uh, things were really good for her, but you never know. You never know. Well, with you never know what you ladies. There. She's here this morning. Yeah. <laughs> if she had packed her bags and signed a note and said, "Look, I'm not coming home,"
2: that's it. I can't take it anymore.
1: Yeah. She didn't cry, which is a good sign. <laughs> I've experienced are you that in No. Yeah, we 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 do get, get tested. Actually, we do actually get tested. Not for each other, um, but for others. No. For other people who are around us, we'll do yeah. it. Yeah.
3: Hey, we'll so test- I have a question for you.
1: Yeah. Sure.
3: So I have, she happens to be like my best friend and she is not vaccinated. Her and her partner had COVID and it's been like a contention between the two of us. We're really trying to bring it up, but they've gotten their antibodies checked and they have like 200 antibodies. And so my question is, do you think because of that, um, like I mean, getting the vaccine is giving you antibodies. So these people, because they ha- haven't gotten the vaccine but gotten themselves tested for the antibodies, is that like a little bit of a, 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 a pass, I guess?
1: No, well, I'll I'm tell you why. Glad you
2: called an expert.
1: Yeah, you, you, you've come to the right place. You're talking <laughs> to Doctor Sturt. Here's here's the thing, Tracy. My rules are very clear on this pandemic. Any doctor will tell you, even if you've had COVID, you must get the vaccine. These are medical doctors. This is who I go by. I don't go by, uh, you know, the conservative websites. I don't go. They say, get it. That ensures the rest of the society will be safe. It ensures that we might even have a shot at getting rid of this thing, you know, getting it under control. And so, no, it doesn't give them a pass. They're not doctors. They they don't get to make the rules. The rules are get vaccinated. That's the rule. Get vaccinated. There's no exception. Uh, They decide they have 200 antibodies. What fucking cockamamie bullshit is that? They don't know what they... Maybe they had an antibody test a while. ago. who the fuck knows? Yeah. They, they went and got an antibody test. I guarantee you. Don't you know could, how
2: long those antibodies last, as you point out, right. Howard. They could have had that test six months ago.
1: You bet, Robin. Don't listen to your well, fucking asshole friends. Ostracize them. <laughs> make fun of them. Do what I did to Gary yesterday, and what Michael Rappaport did. All right, Tracy. Don't don't give them a pass. Right. Humiliate them until they get vaccinated. Keep, keep them apart from society. Eventually, they'll they'll succumb. <laughs> Okay. I'm vaccinated. You should be vaccinated. We all should be vaccinated. Oh, my God. Yesterday, I'm sitting there. Oh, by the way, speaking of Michael Rappaport, then he wrote a song. You know, not only was he goofing on Gary yesterday, then he sent me a song. He ran out and recorded a song. He is on fire, this guy. And listen to this. <laughs> it's Michael Rappaport, after he called in and goofed on Gary, he sent me this.
0: Booey, this is Michael Rappaport with another diss track for your big monkey lips. I gotta set your lazy ass straight. I'm talking about you playing pickleball, your lips look like pickles, you orangutan. Gary don't wanna work. That smelly monkey just wants a nap all day. That big fucking monkey. Gary's a big lazy jerk. He just wants a shit home many he and stuff his fucking mouth. Howard said he's been with you for 37 years and out of those 37 years, you've only worked for three you claim to be an expert in gadgets. You like gadgets so much. Get an alarm clock, sleepy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny. Oh, but he goodness. ganged up. I'm not going to allow that anymore. When I'm no. when I'm ganging up on Gary, no one else can gang up on him. Okay. The, I stayed I mean,
2: away. I didn't say anything.
1: Well, you do I everything right.
0: Questions. What? <laughs> you didn't say a word. I, I mean, you got to stop, Jesus. You're gonna. <laughs> the, the fucking lightning's coming through your house right now. just ask questions
1: she's not she was not mean to you i i take full credit for that robin was a lady
2: i just reminded Um, him of things
1: (laughs) there was a bunch of mail on this there's no way that gary is working as hard as he did while he was in the office this is a guy who fell asleep at his desk with a bedroom right down the hall that's a nap waiting to happen so a lot of people (laughs) suspect gary's not working as hard howard you're being too hard on gary he's so devoted to you in the show give him a break um, here's some advice for Gary. Gary needs to stop being so public about what he's doing in his spare time. If he just enjoyed it privately and didn't brag about it to everyone, he'd have no problem. That's true. He insists on talking to the guys in the office about his every hobby, his every uh, big accomplishment with uh, going to shows and getting the best seats and <clears throat> And it does um, bring up a lot of uh, feelings about Gary having too much free time. Uh, Michael Rappaport, uh, people weighed in about him. The audience is split on their feelings about Michael. I'm so sick of Michael Rappaport's obnoxious attitude towards Gary. It gets so old. Rappaport is a one-trick pony. Get new material. This one says, I love, love, love when Michael Rappaport calls in to goof on Gary. He brings a different goofing on Gary flavor. More Rappaport. Uh, this one says, "I like Mac- Michael Rappaport. I'd like to hear him talk about something other than just making fun of Gary's teeth. I'll make that happen the next time. I'll I'll talk to him uh, about uh, other things in his life. Him, yeah, yeah. I can't understand why one of the best actors of today is so obsessed with bullying a radio producer. Well, that's what makes it interesting. And then he sent me the song, and I thought the song that was song well is done. Funny, yes, it is funny.
2: Well, you Thanks know, I'm yeah. a little bit concerned about Gary. Gary has a a premier status in pop culture that I think is going away because oh, I heard about he it. hasn't been back on the baseball pitch, you know, on that pitcher's mound trying to throw a baseball. Connor McGregor yeah. threw out the first pitch at what, Wrigley Field or something yesterday? And and it almost looked like Gary's pitch.
1: Yeah, Connor McGregor's an athlete. He fucked up
2: big yeah. time. And now I go to look, and Gary's like six or seven on the list.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not in my book.
2: I don't like that. He was number one.
1: Well, here's the deal. Conor McGregor, number one, no one's going to goof on him, at least to his face, (laughs) because he'll beat the shit out of you. He's a fucking madman. He that gets into right. fights on the red carpet with Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, he, he'll just—he gets pissed off. You're fucked. He'll still do that choke hold on you and squeeze you like a like a <laughs> snake squeezing his prey. Uh, but also, Conor McGregor does have an excuse. Don't forget, he grew up in where Ireland? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, he? yeah, Ireland, Scotland, one
2: of those places.
1: They don't have baseball over there. They got that stupid other fucking game that. You know, cricket, cricket, ass, asshole <laughs> kind of uh, sport.
2: They actually try to throw the ball into the ground in cricket.
1: Right. Gary grew up in America and was a little league coach. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was a guy going, listen, kids, here's what I would do. If you want to learn how to throw a ball, do what I do. Now, I'm when coach. you go out there, <laughs> yeah, when you go out there, you got to just be calm. you get over the What? I mean here's the difference between Conor McGregor and Gary Gary hired a special pitching coach to train him for the big day and I I guarantee you Conor McGregor put zero thought into it
2: Right, Conor McGregor did nothing
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gary went to a sports psychologist, a pitching coach, was a pitching coach and grew up in America (laughs) I mean there's no fucking excuse for that uh Gary then followed up by going on the Jimmy Kimmel show live and throwing a pitch to Jimmy Kimmel, and he hit a girl in the audience's head with the ball. It was
2: the same pitch. Kendall it went Kendall. right out into
1: the audience. <laughs> Jimmy said, let me see. He says, hey, I saw your pitch. Right now, here's a glove. Uh, you know, let, throw, throw a ball to me. And Gary goes, no, I don't want to do that. I just want to be a guest. And Jimmy's like, I mean, no one knows who you are. Just throw the ball to me. Gary did the wind-up, threw it to Jimmy. It missed Jimmy completely and hit some lady in the audience's head. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm? And then she died. Yeah. Well, not from your pitch.
2: Well, not directly from your pitch.
1: No. Probably (laughs) indirectly. And then a couple of weeks later, Robin came on and was talking about Gary's pitch. And Jimmy goes, well, why don't you throw me a pitch? And Robin threw a perfect pitch to Jimmy. (laughs)
2: How embarrassing! In high heels.
1: In high heels, and then Robin was like, "Listen, I I don't know why you're asking me to pitch. I have nothing to do with this. I don't want to be a pitcher." But then, but she said, "Okay, sure." And then she pitched it, and it was fine.
2: Right into Jimmy's glove.
1: Like, like, um, Tom Seaver, you were. (laughs) uh okay as long as i, I again uh, before uh cold comes in and we we get off uh on some music talk uh there also was a lot of talk about a couple other things on yesterday's show a lot of people like me running down what happened um that in that rare period of time musically with nirvana Soundgarden, and pearl jam
3: yeah listeners
1: listeners like that walk down memory lane howard a lot of love for Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedder this morning, and I'm here for it. The 90s were the greatest era of music ever, and Pearl Jam were the leaders. Um, this breakdown of vocal tracks on Nirvana's Nevermind is fascinating. Kurt Cobain would have been a great interview on The Stern Show if he was still alive. Thank God we were all able to hear you sit down with Chris Cornell a few times. Yeah, Thank God is right. A uh, superb walk down music memory lane this morning. Howard did a great job analyzing the change brought to the music industry by the release of those three iconic albums. And uh, more excitingly from yesterday's show, a lot of people weighed in about um, how perverted our staff is. And it really oh, made me realize that I have a habit of hiring people who are just degenerates.
2: I was thinking about it all day. No. Yeah. I think we've normalized these people.
1: <laughs> we've normalized crazy. <laughs> Howard, by far, uh, Jason prison. Howard, by far, jerking off in Spanish class, has got to be the craziest back-to-school story of the day. What was Jason thinking? Jason es muy perverto that, <laughs> Robin Jason es muy perverto Jason es muy perverto: <laughs> From jumping out of uh, classroom windows, to me, that was the funniest. Mike jumping out a window. From jumping out of classroom windows to releasing pythons in the hallways, your staff shouldn't be working for you. They should be locked up in a prison for the criminally insane. Yeah, like the Joker and Penguin.
2: Yeah. Where's that no. l- hark? What is the name of that prison?
1: Arkham. Uh Scarecrow's locked up there. <laughs> they let them out every once in a while. Just to, just to wreak havoc. Uh, Howard, uh, when I was listening about Sal, I never heard of Plumper's Magazine. Neither had I. Um, no. Even as a teenager, I never heard of that. Sal was destined to be the guy who would one day jerk off in your office space. Yeah, we should have known that when we hired him.
2: Just that, you know, he was making a tour of the town to get napkins. You know, like, he couldn't even figure out napkins. Like, there's napkins at K-Rock. But he's going around town collecting them and getting thrown out of McDonald's because of it.
1: Speaking of masturbating at work, Uh, I thought it would be fun to play this for you. And since I'm talking about it now, we'll do an early morning phone call, uh, phony phone call. You remember CNN, uh, that guy, Jeffrey Tubin, who was an analyst and he was on a Zoom meeting and he got got caught jerking off? Yes. And uh, I guess he worked at the New Yorker or something and his colleagues, he was in a meeting on a Zoom and he got caught jerking off.
2: Yeah, they were talking about election coverage. This was before the election. And so they were planning their... You know, assignments and so forth during election coverage, and somehow he got overtaken.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, in light of yesterday and in light of that story, I don't know if you remember, but when we were talking about Jeffrey Tubin, I was, there were clips of me goofing on Tubin, and the guys chopped him up, and then they uh, played him for an employee relations expert. It's pretty fun. Oh. Yeah, so I'm on this phony phone call. They chopped up my Jeffrey Tubin goofs, goofs and, and went after this whole phone call. It's very complex. Hmm. Um, here we go. A little phony phone call action. And we're back with the Jack and Rod show, and we'd like to welcome employee relations expert. Good morning, guys. Good morning. He's going to tell us how to maintain employee mental health and well being even when we're working remotely. So go ahead, sir. Well, even though
0: uh, most of us have shifted from in-person work to remote, we can still build quality relationships with co-workers. And well, that's wonderful. To, uh,
1: and we actually have a co-worker of ours on the phone who was recently caught by his colleagues doing something very unsettling on Zoom. He's on the phone to apologize and also to learn from you. So please welcome Howard Tubin. Welcome, Howard. Hi, Howard. Uh, yeah, just calling to apologize for my masturbation at that Zoom meeting. I hope, uh, hope I could talk to you about it. Talk to me about
0: it? Uh, well, I... I don't know if there's much to talk about. If you were pleasing yourself in front of your coworkers, then you know you did something wrong, and I, I guess I'm surprised you're still employed.
1: As part of my apology, I'd like to know if you have um, any feedback on my jerking session. It would be appreciated.
0: Well, thankfully, I wasn't there <laughs> to see it, but uh, feedback. Yes, um, you're lucky you weren't fired. Uh, if I were your boss, you'd be gone immediately,
1: mistake or not. I know it must have been strange for you when I put the cigarette out on my penis. Oh,
0: goodness. Guys, uh, I'm not sure what this has to do with what we're talking about. He's being very graphic.
1: Well, he's just very open, and we thought it would be good for his
0: healing if he talked honestly with you about what happened. Okay, well, Howard, you've apologized, so I'm not sure there's a need for details about what happened on the
1: Zoom call. Hold on a second, please, if you don't mind. I'm making homemade yogurt for my breakfast.
0: Uh, sure you are. Uh, can we talk about something else?
1: Yeah. Howard, can you get back to your apology? I think our guest is really helping you have a breakthrough. I was a really bad boy. Would you tell me I was a really bad boy? No,
0: and I don't want to tell you anything because it doesn't sound like you've learned anything from this mistake, and you don't appreciate that you're very lucky to still have a job.
1: Howard, are you pumping off right now? No, no, no. I'm, I'm shaking a can of paint. All right, guys,
0: you guys uh, obviously haven't learned a thing, and I'm wasting my time.
1: What you're hearing is me adjusting my necktie for work. Oh, give me a break. Do you think I should shave my balls? They're pretty hairy, I know that. I know <laughs> Jesus you're so bad. Are,
0: are you still there? Can you cut him off so I can just talk to you? This is stupid.
1: Just wanted to know, too. do you think my balls were too saggy?
0: Get this <laughs> pervert off the phone, please, or I'm hanging up.
1: Were you shocked <laughs> to see I had foreskin? Stupid ass. Thanks for accepting my apology. Ooh. Wow, by the he was way, really I' really angry, I particularly enjoy that uh the vigorous shaking of the penis I mean yeah that, that, that points,
2: was um a lot of friction you're creating there if that was you beating off,
1: yeah, that sounds to me like uh give quite an irritation from that <laughs> might need some Desinex on that penis, yeah, yeah, might need a little salve. <laughs> So yesterday was a busy day. I was Jeffrey uh,
2: Tubin kept his job. So, you know. Yeah. Why didn't That's you right. why shouldn't you? Howard yeah. Tubin.
1: <laughs> Howard Tubin. I, I played the role <laughs> of Howard Tubin in that <laughs> phony phone call. <laughs> so, I think Dancing with the Stars premiered uh, Monday? Monday night.
2: Yeah, I watched it last night because I said, oh, this might be something we'll talk about.
1: Yeah, you're smart because it is going to be something. I I got into bed. I immediately texted Beth because my first I yell. I go, honey, honey, I'm about to watch Dancing with the Stars. Do you want to watch or am I solo on this? Thank God nobody else was around to hear that conversation. <laughs> Honey. What a thing for a guy hey, to be what yelling. What a thing. <laughs> At my advanced age. Honey, <laughs> I'm about to start dancing with the stars. So, uh, yeah, Beth wanted in, so I had to wait for her to finish up her cat rounds. and she, she has to lock up the house and everything. I don't do any of that. She does all the guy <laughs> stuff. I'm, I'm, I just lay in bed thinking. Because that's my job. I see. Thinking about the show. And also um, big, big, big topics. Like vaccinations and, you know.
2: Global warming, I'm sure, comes up for you.
1: Yeah, ceiling debt, all that.
2: (laughs) Debt ceiling is what it's called.
1: (laughs) Come on. These are my jumbled thoughts. So Beth finally made it into bed. And uh, she hydroed twice yesterday. Wow. uh, I got upset about it.
2: Is she in training for something?
1: No. Jimmy bought, Jimmy and Molly visited us, as I've told you, this summer. Uh And they insisted on getting us gifts because we were such excellent hosts. And um, Beth was admiring Molly's ring. And Molly goes, that's no ordinary ring. That tracks my health. And we're going to get you guys one. I said I don't want it. Don't send it to me. I'm not. I don't need to track my health. It's, go. No, it's a ring. It tells you how well you slept. I go. I know how I slept. Imagine <laughs> I don't I think know how I they're st- sleeping. <laughs> no. Imagine how I sleep well. In my opinion. And then I get. A, I wake up in the morning. Ring goes. You had a horrible night's sleep. I'm neurotic. <laughs> I'll be like, oh fuck. I thought I've slept well. I didn't know. No, you. It took measures. But what did the I REM. do wrong?
2: Now I'm yeah, worried right. sleeping well.
1: Yeah. I said, please don't get me a ring. Well, they sent me one, and they sent Beth one anyway. Oh, no, you're going to love it. And then it tracks um how much you wore, how many steps you take, you know, that kind of stuff. All
2: that stuff, yeah.
1: So she's wearing it. She doesn't like gadgets at all, but she loves Molly. And she loves Jimmy. And so she's so into this ring. And I go, if I got you that ring, you would never fucking wear the ring. <laughs> I said, it, it like like really you love them that much that you want the ring? Take the ring off. It's gonna ruin our lives. So every day now, by ten a.m., Beth goes, I hit my I hit my goal already. I've I've already walked enough in the house. I hit my goal. Like she's so busy with these cats and everything, and she cleans. And she's at like 9,000 steps by ten o'clock in the morning. And she's and she's obsessed with it. She starts telling me, she goes, we just went on our walk. I've already walked three miles in the house. And then we go for a walk for three or four miles. She goes, I'm already at seven miles. And I mean it's getting me crazy. <laughs> I go, How'd you sleep? She goes, Oh, I I, I don't want to know how I slept. And then she looks at it and she goes, It says I slept well, even though she thought she slept poorly. Oh. Uh so this ring is driving me nuts because yesterday Beth had to go into the city for um just a, a routine doctor appointment as i said uh she comes home she goes oh i feel like such a load i was sitting in the car all day it took four hours to get into the city forget about it traffic's just back to being horrible well biden was there at the u.n you know that, everything was
2: right
1: yeah so she goes oh my god i haven't done anything i, I said honey according to that ring you have met your goal every day and even the ring emailed her the other day and said you know it would be okay to take one day off they they recommend you okay. take a day off and not work out so hard
2: uh-huh
1: well next thing i know she says oh i um i did a half hour on the hydro i've i've reached my goal you know she you had know, to part. do
2: something she couldn't, she had to couldn't do it. take it not reaching her goal
1: okay i was like all right well when I was waiting in bed for her for Dancing with the Stars, I go, where were you? You know, because we love to start it. And we want to see it together. Uh huh. She goes, um, like, like she was hiding something from me. I go, what happened? She goes, I, I, I did a second half hour hydro. I go, what? Just like that. I go, you what? Because I was, you not know, I, I was ready for Dancing with the Stars. She goes, I just hydroed. <laughs> I, see, I said, again? So she'd hit her goal. Oh, my goodness. So she did an hour on a rowing machine.
2: She couldn't take it. She couldn't do it. it. She
1: couldn't do it. The ring See, is driving her crazy.
2: take over your life.
1: Thank you. Call her and tell her that. That is sitting there. Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> I should have called. I didn't know your this ring was happening.
1: Saying, <laughs> your ring is saying, call Beth. <laughs> anyway, I mean. I've never seen anybody row like her. She should be a professional rower. She, she, she
2: loves that hydro, and she knows what she'd do in a class. She knows what she'd say. She knows the music yeah. she wants to play.
1: Yeah, she wants to teach the class. She should. And meanwhile. She's good. Yeah. She smiles through the whole thing. I walk in, she's smiling. I go, are you insane? You're smiling? on, on high-? I said, that thing's, that thing's hard. It's supposed to be miserable when you exercise. She loves it. She goes, I love it. I love the machine. And I tell you, I see her body's ripped from it. If I did that every day, forget about it. I'd look like a god. (laughs) You know who should have gotten Olivia Jade's rowing scholarship? Beth.
2: Yeah, she could really she's really put in the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Beth finally got in bed. And she was so loopy from doing an hour on hydro that she actually banged her ankle into the night table. Oh. And she was like, oh, I go, honey, do you want me to go get ice for you? She goes, no, 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 I'll, I'll just suffer through it. And I really didn't want to get ice. I wanted to get started with Dancing with the Stars. I've <laughs> been laying there for like 10 minutes waiting.
0: You think
2: you just jump up and go get the ice? No,
1: no I, I know she's going to gonna say mission. no. No, if, I'd rather discuss it first. Do you need ice? Because I'll go get you some. No, I don't need it. Most gentlemen would run downstairs and just get ice. That's right. Yeah. Ice doesn't work anyway. Oh, it does. If Mm -hmm. you put
2: it on immediately, it can cure it.
1: I don't want Beth to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) You're wrecking me today.
2: I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll be quiet.
1: I, I know how to ask in a way that I'm sure she'll say no. You know what I right. mean? I go like, you know, <laughs> You I go, have
2: that way. <laughs>
1: yeah. Do you want me to go down and get some ice or do you want to start dancing with the stars? <laughs> anyway, so we started watching that. She was asleep within five minutes.
2: I was going to say she probably fell asleep during the show. She's so tired yeah. from hydroing.
1: Yeah. Well, Tyra is still the host. I'm kind of shocked. I thought they'd get rid of Tyra uh, after like a season or two. I mean, her delivery's unusual. Of the lines, you know, she's very excited. She says every every word has a uh, uh, an intense. You know, it's like now all of you are with us, and well, we're having that,
2: a. The thing that got me was we're gonna have a party up in this ballroom. <laughs> yeah.
1: Every I word has it.
2: A- so happy to be back in this ballroom.
1: Every word has its own personality. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I know Tyra. She you know, she's always been pretty nice to me, to us, She's been on yeah, the Yeah, I like her. Yeah. She's gotta calm down. She's like yelling over the music and pretty amped up.
2: And it's almost like this here ballroom. I'm like, where is she going with this ballroom? Yeah. Up in this yeah. ballroom.
1: Yeah, so uh, I was watching for Olivia Jade. I I was a little annoyed because uh, you know she's the girl whose parents uh, paid to get her into college. the The, the lady from Full House—that's Olivia Jade's mom—and she paid to get her into college, and that pisses me off.
2: Is she in college or is she not? She's
1: not. Oh, she's right? not in any college. No, <laughs> she's she's done with that.
2: After all that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Her Olivia parents went J. to
2: prison for her to go to college.
1: And, and they, you know, I'm like, you know, what is with scandal in our country? Like certain people get to go on Dancing with the Stars if they've been in a scandal uh, to repair their image ostensibly. But other people don't. I think if you're involved in any kind of sex crime, you don't get to go on Dancing with the Stars. But if you no,
2: Jared from Subway won't be on Dancing with the Stars.
1: Right, or or like Bill Cosby, or the guy from you know the "Hey now guy who got drummed out of transvestites or whatever that was called. Trans. Oh, uh,
2: Jeffrey Tambor.
1: Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor. I don't think he gets to go on Dancing with the Stars to um, re- resurrect his
2: his yeah. um, reputation.
1: I don't even think Louis Louis C.K. gets to go on Dancing with the no. Stars because no. yeah, you because know, he jerked off. Charlie Rose, for sure, because he was running around bottomless in front of his assistants. (laughs) Charlie Rose. (laughs) We know Charlie. He's just a good time. I know, but... (laughs) Unless you you work for I
2: did see that Kevin Spacey... Yeah. ...was working in some Eastern European country.
1: Yeah. Kevin can't get on Dancing with the Stars now, because (laughs) he was up to some shenanigans.
2: But he can go to some place, you know, with one of those Slavic names and work. Yeah. Maybe they have a Dancing with the Stars. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But uh, because like Olivia Jade came on pretty early and they, they barely mentioned the cheating scandal. They had to mention it. They did. and
2: Well, they don't um, directly mention it. They just sort of. You, the past means nothing to us. I know nothing about the past. All I know is what you're doing right
3: now.
1: Yeah, I like, I I can play it for you. It's pretty good. It's like, um, Olivia Jade comes on. She goes, hi everybody. I'm best known for being an influencer. And I'm like, and I'm sitting in bed. I go to bed. No, you're best known for cheating to get into college. You're not, you're not best known for being an influencer. Right. You know, she should have been up front and just said, listen, I'm best known because my parents paid for me to be on the rowing team and get in college.
2: Well, I keep you know. thinking, you know, because every time she comes in, like even with the Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett and her mom mm. and her daughter, she was there to show another side of herself. Well, yeah. And this time <laughs> she's there to show another side of herself. I'm like, when is this other side? We're, we're going to see it. You know, you keep telling us it, but we never see it.
1: Yeah, the idea is she keeps saying that, yeah, you're going to see a new a new side of me on Dancing with the Stars. I'm like, well, that hardly, you know, dancing well doesn't excuse <laughs> cheating to get into college. I mean, I, I, granted, seeing this side of you as a good dancer doesn't exactly make up for cheating to get into college. But that's the convoluted thinking on Dancing with the Stars. So Olivia Jade says she's best known for being an influencer. And I said to Beth, it's like, I said, honey. That's like O.J. saying he's best known as Nordberg from the Naked Gun movies. You know, hi, my name is O.J., and you probably know me from the Naked Gun movies. My name was Nordberg. And you're like, no, we kind of know that uh, you are on no, trial for killing it. your wife.
0: That's not it. <laughs>
1: Maybe you know me from being a football player. No, that's not it either. Uh, No, it's not that because I'm not a big football fan. Right. I know you for a different reason. I can't quite put my finger on it. The cues, not charts. Yes. I can't, um, I want to see OJ on, you know, it's a, it's a weird line. (laughs) Imagine they had like Hitler on there on Dancing with the Stars, oh my right? Post World yeah. War Two, instead of killing himself, he you know, he goes on. They go, listen, we want to see a different side of Hitler. His agent says, "We're going to put you on Dancing with the Stars." And then the package piece comes up, and he goes, and they go, and now here's an aspiring artist, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Hi, you know me because I'm a painter. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: he once wrote a song for the Beach Boys. Please welcome Charles Manson. Uh, yeah, that's true. He did, but I don't know. If that's why we know him.
2: Even the announcer, the person who, you know, announces who's on the, the cast that, year, <laughs> yeah, when he got to Olivia, J- he sort of mumbled, yeah.
1: and here she is, <laughs> Olivia Jane. Yeah,
2: because we all know why we know
1: Olivia Jane. Anyways, I was like,
0: fashion,
2: beauty, and lifestyle influencer, Miss Olivia Jade.
1: I'm probably Meanwhile, ba- she, she was pretty much the biggest star on there, honestly.
2: Besides Olivia Matt, Jade.
1: the bachelor. <laughs> Matt, the bachelor, Mel C from the Spice Girls. I felt bad for her, but I'll get to that in a minute.
3: Best known for being an influencer. Welcome back
1: to... I'm best known for being an influencer. Honey, nobody knew of you before this. <laughs>
0: another video. But the last few years
2: I've been, I guess you could say wrapped up in a scandal.
3: The ugly truth that admission to college can be bought, bartered and stolen for some. After everything happened, I did step back from social media and just soak in what everybody was saying. I'm not trying to pull a pity card, but I just need to move forward and do better.
1: Are you ready for the challenge?
3: I am. I just really want to show people that I have a different side to me. I have a strong work (laughs) ethic.
1: I got your back. You know, I'm not really looking at your past. You know, it's what you do here for me that's important. Dancing with the Stars is a perfect opportunity for the world to see another side of Olivia. Good. Her good work
2: ethic is she's going to go dance somewhere?
1: She wants to show people her work ethic. In other words, she took the easy way to get into college and she wants to prove to people, I guess me and you... That she's a really hard worker, so she's going on Dancing with the Stars to prove that to us.
2: Well, I think you were right. Get a job.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You want to prove you're a hard worker? Get up at fucking five in the morning and get dressed for work and go there.
2: This still seems like the same stuff she was doing.
1: The other thing is, too, I've seen her with Jada Pinkett Smith and others. Her big line is, "I'm I'm not pulling a pity card. I'm not looking for a pity party. Right. I think I think a publicist told her to say that because, you know, because she keeps repeating that. I think they told her that's an important thing to keep saying. I'm not pulling a pity card, but I am pulling a pity card. I want you to feel sorry.
2: Hammer that home while you pull the pity card.
1: (laughs) They're going to vote her off so fast. You know, I can. uh, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like. She's going to get voted off even before the Cobra Kai guy who can barely walk.
2: Wow. The Cobra Kai guy was so funny.
1: I love that guy. The Cobra Kai guy. I didn't realize he was 74 years old. Yeah. You know the guy in Karate Kid who's the bad sensei, the Cobra Kai sensei? Well... He's still on TV. They have a Cobra Kai remake, and he's still on TV. I forget his real name. Yeah,
2: right? it's the he, original guy, Martin. somebody. Yeah. it's the original guy from the movies when Ralph Macchio was a kid. Yeah, and he can't dance at all.
1: No, he's an old man, and you know what? He just it's kept not...
2: pointing to the girl
1: he was dancing
2: yeah. to. Here she is him. again. <laughs>
1: How did he think the judges were going to vote? Because he looked like an angry motherfucker, and he was just like, you know, that guy. Len goes, "You are horrible. You have to work on moving your feet. You have to dance." And I thought the Cobra Kai guy was going to fucking smash him right in the throat. And I'm like, dude, did you really expect them to like it? Are you out of your fucking mind? The guy did looked like he was going to have a heart fooling attack. Fooling
2: anyone? <laughs>
1: yeah. And talk about being typecast. He's an actor who plays a karate guy. He comes out, and right away, he has to do a karate themed dance. Yeah. And he gives a. A lecture like he's in the Cobra Kai Club. And I was like, This poor bastard, he can't get out of the stereotype of being the guy from Cobra Kai. It's just you know. The agent probably said, I want you to go on there and show a different side of yourself. You're the Cobra <laughs> Kai guy. Try to avoid any kind of karate reference. And then two seconds and don't later pull he's doing the pity card. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, everybody's got an agenda on that dancing with the stars. Like I'm watching Brian Austin Green and and I felt bad for him, too, because, like, they go... He goes, you best know me from Beverly Hills 90210. Dude, that was 40 years ago. You know, but... um, And they make him say that, and it's like, you know what, don't make that kid... That guy's been through enough. His wife just left him. What the fuck? Um, But he had an agenda, too, because Brian Austin Green was married to Megan Fox, the incredibly hot chick, who now is with Machine Gun Kelly... And Megan Fox was just on the red carpet at the Video Music Awards with Megan Kelly. And Megan Fox is completely, almost naked, making out with Machine Gun Kelly. And it's, you know, after your wife leaves you, do you really want to see her with Machine Gun Kelly on the uh, red carpet making out? You know what I mean? So, So his agenda, I believe, was to announce to the world that he's fucking... One of the dancers, one of the professional dancers on, um, on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, so I read
2: was... that they, you know, they were actually a couple before I actually saw them on the show. And mm. so that was kind of crazy. I'm like, oh, you know, sometimes you wonder if people are going to fall in love on the show. He decided to fall in love with somebody who could get him on the show.
1: <laughs> and he probably said to himself, you know, my ex-wife is on the red carpet making out with a guy. I'm going to go on TV and make out with my hot new girlfriend. And so, in, indeed, through their whole dance and everything, they're making out. They were making out uh, in the package. They were making out while the judges were, uh, you know, were evaluating them. And, right. While they uh, were
2: getting their scores, they were making yeah. out.
1: <laughs> yeah. They were literally, they, they couldn't keep their hands off each other. Brian Austin Green uh, really attempting to show us he's happy with his new dancer girlfriend and does not Look pine her, away. her
2: and she's all yeah. over me.
1: But then I got all worked up. You see, this is why I'm at a psychiatrist. I go, who's watching those four kids that Megan Fox had with (laughs) Brian Austin Green? She's making out with Machine Gun Kelly. He's making out with his new hot girlfriend on Dancing with the Stars.
2: Who's got the kids?
1: It's also confusing because I'm like, how does Brian Austin Green still manage to get the hottest chicks on the planet? I mean, he was in Beverly Hills 90210. Did he make that much money that
2: uh Well, he uh, still works. I mean, he's been in a few
1: things yeah what thing has he been in? could
2: be on something right now remember that Terminator that we used to watch on TV remember when they yeah. tried to make a Terminator TV show he was yeah. on that
1: oh okay all right good because I mean when he said hey you best know me from Beverly Hills 902 and all, I go, that, that credit's getting a little dusty we gotta we gotta <laughs> you know we gotta, we, gotta, we gotta get a new <laughs> credit <update>. here yeah <laughs> and I'm like it's no I best know you because you're about. I best know you because you married Megan Fox, one of the hottest chicks on the planet, and now she's making out with Machine Gun Kelly. That's how I know you. They got to amp that show up and really have people be honest. You should just be like, you know what? It's been fucking humiliating. I had Megan Fox. I have four kids with her, so I thought we were locked in. (laughs) Next thing I know, she's running around naked with Machine Gun Kelly, and and I'm here. She
2: went out one day and never came back, and saw her with Machine Gun Kelly.
1: Yeah, and I'm looking a little loserish in the public eye, and I'm here on Dancing with the Stars to announce that I am fucking one of the hottest dancing instructors on this show. And to prove it, I'm going to make out with her while we're rehearsing, and I'm going to almost fuck her while the judges are judging us. And there's my agenda. Get the fuck away from me now. And who is watching my kids? You know, I, I, so I felt bad because I like I was a big 90210 guy and I, I like yeah. that kid and I felt bad for my I, th- I think it was like, hey, I'm trying to show you how great my life is right now, even though I might be crying inside. You know,
2: well, I, I really felt for a lot of people who showed up on that show. Because they all have agendas, they're all trying to erase something. From the I think I'm going to mind.
1: Exactly. Everyone has an agenda on Dancing with the Stars. That's why I watch it. It's a fascinating show. And you want to know <laughs> something? I think I'm going to vote now. I'm going to watch that show live and vote for Brian. Austin really? Green because you yeah, I'll are. tell you why. If Beth suddenly took up with Machine Gun Kelly <laughs>
3: and
1: and I see the love of my life on the fucking red carpet in a nude outfit and, and they're interviewing her and they go, this is some outfit. She's basically naked. And then she goes, Yeah. Machine gun designed my outfit. He said to me, honey, you're going to be naked on the red carpet. And I said, yes, daddy. <laughs> and if I saw that, I would have to go on Dancing with the Stars and fuck somebody in front of America.
2: <laughs> you would start looking at the cast and Dancing with the Stars to see you who you have to have sex with. <laughs>
1: I'd be like, Len, come over here. I'm going to fuck you in your ass. <laughs> you too, Tyra. Get over here. Because this guy, Machine Gun Kelly, is cuckolding me in front of America. I don't like it. Even my Tyra
2: had to talk about how hot mm. the the look was that she gave yeah. Brian yeah. before they started to dance.
1: Yeah. So Olivia Jade's agenda is to get America to somehow think she's a hard worker because she's on Dancing with the Stars. That does the opposite for me. I'm like shouldn't you be out working instead of being on dancing with learning a trade like the rest of us
2: yes
1: (laughs) yeah women are not going to vote mostly women and me watch that show and i i am not voting for olivia jade and i'm an olivia jade fan don't get me wrong i i I, 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 I thought you'd
2: be on her team
1: no no i don't like this yeah michelle you're on in pennsylvania
3: hey howard how are you i love you so much um, Thank you. I, I just wanted to mention about this Olivia Jade thing. At the time, we were making applications for my kid for, to go to college. And uh, yeah. when this scandal came out, it was, it was heartbreaking for, for regular people. Um, sure. You know, we, we were making applications to colleges, and uh, it's a difficult process. And for these people to think that they're so much better than other people. Right. Making, even, even Felicity Huffman, I'm a huge fan. Not, not that much anymore. I mean
1: Olivia you know, Jade doesn't yeah. stand a chance. They're gonna vote her off in the first week because Michelle's not gonna vote for her. Well no, of course not. I'm not either. I'm not you know, because
2: I look at it and I say, wait a minute, she didn't really do anything. It was her parents who had this. She didn't even care about going to college.
1: Well, wait a second. When she posed on the rowing machine for the application, I mean
2: That didn't wasn't she that photoshopped. It?
1: I mean, didn't somebody have to sit her down and say, "Listen, you got to go to school and pretend you're on the rowing team"? I mean, somebody had to fill her in. I mean, how does that? I don't know how that. I worked. don't I mean, know, she, but that was her
2: posing well, oh, for that picture.
1: Howard, yeah, I don't that's know what that. I I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think she did anything wrong, but you kind of know your grades, and you know when you get accepted into college, you know that's like I'm an idiot, and my parents they met with the guidance counselor, and the guidance yeah. counselor said, "Listen." He might be good for a BOCES program where he learns (laughs) a trade, or he should be a speech therapist and go to an all-girls school called Elmira, upstate New York. So things were looking pretty bleak for me until they found this program for idiots at Boston University called the College of Basic Studies, where no matter how dumb you were, they would take you if you could prove yourself for two years and just basically do high school all over again. Now. If suddenly my parents came home and said to me, Howard, you're not going to believe this. Your father and I want to sit you down. We have very good news. Oh, yeah? What's that? You're not going to believe this. You're going to Harvard. (laughs) What? (laughs) We just got the acceptance letter. You're a big idiot, but you're going to Harvard and do not ask any more questions of me. (laughs) That's right. Just go pack your things and don't say a word to anybody. You're in. That's it. You just sit there and listen. Before you go to Harvard, I want you to sit on this polo horse for a picture. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I've never been on a horse in my life. Shut up. <laughs> you cost me a fortune. What do you mean I cost you a fortune? Never mind. Go on the polo horse, you idiot. I'm going to Harvard? You're not only going to Harvard, you're going on a football scholarship. <laughs> what? I've never played football in my life. I'm built like a, like, 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 like Nesferatu. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just go there and tell everyone that you're on the football team and wear your beanie. <laughs> what's a beanie The uh, football team hat you idiot i can't believe i'm going to harvard i mean just the other day the the guidance counselor told me i had to go to Bosey's so i could either be a plumber or an electrician you never even filled out an application no i don't recall filling out the application <laughs> of harvard just don't be stupid but i am stupid you're not stupid. You go to Harvard and you should embrace it and, and, and wear your helmet. Put the helmet on and smile. What's the helmet Keep for? Keep it on. Keep it football. On. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to Harvard. Just yesterday, things were looking so bleak, I had to go to Elmira and all-girls school and be a speech therapist. Listen, if anybody asks you, you tell them you're Native American. What? <laughs> That's right, you're part of the Blackfeet